Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show, presented by Amarin, Illinois, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Welcome back to the Charlie Tuna Show. That's uh, a little bit of Michael Jackson. Yesterday was the anniversary of his death. Uh, oh, was it really? We all remember where we were when we, yeah. lost, when we heard oh, that we lost Michael. How many years has it been now? Uh, that, that part I don't know. That's a good... That's a good uh, 13 years, maybe? 14 years? Maybe right around there. Something like that. I thought of this yesterday. I heard about Taylor Swift and like the crowds that she's getting. 2009, so. 2009, yeah. okay. The crowds that she's getting. And like they're like she's playing like at Allegiant Stadium or something like that. And there's be like another 25,000 people outside of the stadium just to hear this. I, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan either. I don't, I don't get, get it. it but. but that's gotta. She's gotta be the biggest music phenomenon since Michael Jackson. And where is she playing right now? Is it overseas? Is it here? Uh, I think she was in Minneapolis in over Minneapolis. the weekend. Yeah. I How many she, people inside? I mean, it's a football stadium, so you gotta imagine it's gonna be sixty, seventy thousand, yeah. and twenty five thousand outside. Yeah. Yeah. Four hours wait. A four hour wait in line just to buy merch that you could probably buy online. God bless him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, think. Like, I mean. Kanye did that last summer. He sold out uh, Shoulder Field in like three days. Like three days, he just said, "I'm doing a surprise concert and sold it out." But but, but was it just uh, Soldier Field? Yeah, it was. Okay, like, See, like she's yeah, doing she's this outside too, all, all, over. all over. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that <laughs> all is. over, and she like okay, it's great that Kanye did three. I mean, but she's doing like two nights in Philly, two nights in Miami. Not, yeah, that's two crazy. nights in Denver, and not, selling out everyone, every one of them. Not to take anything away from her. As soon as you say that, you take something away from her. Sure. But anyway, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, with that being said, if we go back at a time, even when you had whoever you would say was hot and doing it up at that time, there were others. It's like we always had an all-star. And I feel like now we don't have 
the numbers as far as that goes. If you don't have the numbers to spread out to put your your money, concert money here, there, there, it's just really not as many people to see. Am I wrong? Friday and Saturday night shows set at the Nissan Stadium record at highest attendance ever. In Nashville. In Nashville, 70,000 people each night. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like I said, she's got like another 30,000 people just around the that, stadium. That's Beatle-like. Yes. I even, and I don't even know if Michael Jackson really toured the country like that. I'm trying to think. I mean, he. I think he kind of well, did, but, like, but not as many dates. But right. you know, like you know that wherever MJ played, there was. I mean, there right. was. Right. I mean, they did the victory tour, but I don't know if he really went solo as a tour. Like, like this is it was going to be vi- boom. I don't know if he ever did that prior to when he was at his peak. Uh-huh. I don't think it wasn't like a thriller yeah, right. tour. Michael Walter Jackson. Walter. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know it was for bad. Over, I don't think so. Michael Jackson entertained over six hundred thousand people, but it was five shows in the uh, in Mexico in nineteen ninety three. Okay, over six hundred thousand people in five shows. So that was That's that nasty. was that wasn't bad. That was uh, history. 000. What year was that? Nineteen ninety three. Okay, that was just after the fact. Not trying to be funny. Probably why he went to Mexico. Because here, I mean, that was after the fact. Sure. And then, like, I mean, there's so many artists that go to South America Whoa. and Mexico that just kill it. Uh, and some have so much money, they don't, they don't have to do that. You're right about that. Let's head to the phone lines. And uh, Jay joins us. Jay, how are you? Hey, Jay. Oh, good evening. Good evening, Matt. Thanks for having me. And I just want to agree with you. It must be the salesman in us because I love the George Weber commercials, too. Yeah, they were great. Those were the best back in the day. I, yeah, like going back like 30 years, late at night. Yeah, hi, George because, Weber. <laughs> hi, George <you> know, Weber. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What's anyway, on your mind? Hey, the NBA, you know, not really draft related, but more free agency trade related. Kristaps Porzingis, you know, to the Celtics. You know, he'd been uh, buried in D.C. the last few years, and now I think it's a huge move for the Celtics. What do you think about that one? I agree. I like the move a lot. I think that's kind of, that's the kind of player they needed. Now, there is some debate on who's going to handle the ball. Maybe Malcolm Brogdon can still. I mean, that's the when they originally traded for, or signed for Malcolm Brogdon, that was supposed to be his job, and yeah. he lost it. Well, I don't know if they lost it. I just don't think they gave it to him either. Because well, if you look in the fourth quarters, they gave the ball to Marcus Smart more they than they did, did to but him. I, mean, I think when they initially got Malcolm Brown. That was the plan. That was the plan, that he was going to be the point guard. I agree with that. But, I mean, I know they hated to lose someone like Marcus Martin, someone who was a big presence in that locker room, but they needed kind of like a, a more steady offensive attack, and that's what Porzingis is. I, I mean, think it's a, he's not a, he's not a, he's not a one or a two. He's the perfect three. I think it's a – I agree that he is the perfect three, but I think it's a lot of risk in it because if, when you look at their big man – Robert Williams, he's always injury prone. He can never play back to back nights. You don't know how many games you're going to get out of him. Or Horford. Or, but Al Horford may end up being their best big man. Because if Christos Persinius, okay, he played 65 games last year. He may not be injury prone anymore. But from his earlier years, I think he still deserves that tag of injury prone. Mm-hmm. So if he misses games, you have Robert Williams missing games because he's going to miss games too. At the end of the day, your big man's going to be Al Horford. And that could be a big problem coming into the playoffs if you know these guys can't stay healthy for a full season. Yeah. So it is. I think it's a risk, but it, it, it's a great move for them because they need that other 20-point score. Hey, everything's, if, everything's a it's risk. It's a huge risk in my opinion because if it doesn't work out, you just gave half a billion dollars to two superstars who seem they can't get it over the hump because they don't have a point guard. You banked on this big man, and if he gets hurt and it doesn't work out, it, it's a lot of potential of this not working out as well. Mm, I like it. Because the fact of the matter is, Porzingis is a better shooter than Smart. You know, the, the size. Oh, that's no question. Right, and he, so he's going to stretch the floor. Al Horford, 
yeah, you can depend on him. He's 38, 39. He's a great shooter at this point in his career. He's the classic guy who's improved his shooting a lot as he's gotten older. And he can ball. And he's not he and he's older, not afraid so. of big moments either. You know that, too, about Al Horford. The, the, he's not going to shrink in the spotlight. No, not at all. He's not, but he's older. I mean, you can't count a guy that late into his 30s, pushing 40. I mean, let's forget about it, you know? So you upgrade with Porzingis, and yeah, he had the ACL when he was young, but he's in the prime of his career now, 25, 26. Uh, Dude can ball. He's seven foot. I wouldn't call him a three. I'd call him a a stretch four that can just No, I'm talking about about third option. Like Jason Jason Tatum's option number one, Jalen Brown's option number two, Porzingis is going to be option number three. That's not a bad option number three to have. Not at all. And maybe, you know, like going back to what Joe said about him being injury prone, maybe he figured something out in Washington. Maybe he did. What he was doing wrong. Maybe the training staff told him, hey, this is what you're doing, and, you know, or whatever. And now that he can stay healthy, he could be dependable. Right now, you got to say Boston is is easily the team to beat in the East, in my opinion. That move puts him over. I agree. Thanks for the call, Jay. Have a great night. You too. See you guys. Baby yo. What's going on? It's all good. How you doing, my friend? Oh, how are you doing all right, man? I'm good. Yeah, waking up is a good thing. All the time? I, all the time. I talked to, doc, I talked to Dr. Rick over the weekend, and, and I talked to him about, about my surgery I had. He was really... He was really happy about it, but he ain't more happy than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the one with the better with the better vision now, right? The better eyesight. I went, I went from twenty one hundred to twenty thirty. Oh wow, baby, oh, did you? Yes, I did. That's amazing. Wow. It, uh, what was it? Cataract surgery? I had, I had cataract surgery, and I had a lens. Re- they put it like it's, it's almost like a permanent contact lens. Okay. They put it in my eyes, so. It, it won't come out. <laughs> that's that's great. So now you can really yeah. see how good I look. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I talk about that. I said some of these, I said these women, I, these women out here, they're going to look even more beautiful than I thought about. I said some of the ones I thought were beautiful, I might not realize they aren't. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, my God, now I can see. <laughs> what was so it's, a double, it's, it's a double-edged sword. But, uh but yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really happy about it. I'm just I'm just so blessed. I almost cried when I opened my eyes. That wow. I believe it. You ever see those things? I, I've seen videos like there's men who are colorblind. They, uh-huh. they can only see in black and white, and mm-hmm. their family will give them these glasses where they can see color for the first time. And we're talking grown men who are like in their 50s, 60s, seeing color for the first. Just the those emotion. Cry, yep. Those those oh, videos will make I, you cry. Absolutely, yeah, I awesome. can't imagine that. The overwhelming sensation that has to be. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm 64, and I just my gr- my girlfriend just she took me out the other night, just driving, and I never realized the streets were that clear at night mm-hmm. because I don't drive at night. Yeah, now and you I can. can actually, I can actually drive at night now, so I'm I'm just giddy. Baby, but, but, Uber driver coming your way, right? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that responsibility with some other passenger. Right, don't step but, on uh, hockey Bob's it's toes, a, yeah, right? it's a, You and hockey Bob fighting over <laughs> turf. I can see it now. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, how to, yeah, uh, yeah. I can see me driving down on Arnold now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you, 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 you down in Arnold and him up there in U City and uh, <laughs> Wait, Spanish Lake. Like, it's, it's more people in U City look like Bob than it is in Arnold looking like me. You're right about that. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Oh, you know, on the Boston Celtics. You know, I, I agree with you. I agree with you also, Matt. That um, 
that Porzingis is, is, is a is a good is a good pickup. But I say because he's he's the number three option. But what's what's interesting? I heard rumblings that Boston's going after Van Bleep from uh, Toronto. Yeah, I heard that, that would be uh, if they get him. Yeah, yeah they, they something like absolutely. That that would be a, they, a great pickup for them. You know, yeah, because he would be he would be he would he would be an upgrade at point guard from um, from whoever they had playing point guard, and that would be his that would be his you know with those three scores, that would be his only that would be his only responsibility is just to run the offense. That's course, it. You know, he's going to he's going to get his points, but I mean, can you can you can you imagine walking into Boston, you know, with with those with those three options? Plus, you got Hartford, and you got you got uh, you got the other guys too. So that pick up there would be scary because he's a, he's a restricted free agent, isn't he? I believe he is. Pretty sure he is. Yeah, pretty sure he declined that option in Toronto. So he's he's free to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know I don't know how much he's looking at salary wise and how they could. But you That's know, the they, they find they find a way to fit these. Fifty salary. Oh yeah. If, if they want to sign somebody, but you know, one, one more thing. You know, I heard people talking about Wimbiana, and you know, I don't understand some folks. You know, they think you know this guy's too. He's tall. He's too skinny and thin and stuff. You know, I don't think. I don't think he's gonna have a problem. I look at this guy's game, and let's face it, it's a, he doesn't play under the basket like no. like the old like the old center. Well, let me ask you guys a question. When, when, you, when you just said, I don't think he's going to have a problem. Do you mean uh, the first week, or do you mean eventually he won't have a problem? Well, I th- you know, I think I think he'll get pushed around. But remember, this guy's been playing with men. It ain't, yes. it ain't it's not the NBA. But but, but it's not playing. but it's not the men in the NBA. That's true too. But I think I but think he's going to. First thing, first thing, I think he's going to. And if he turns out he need to get bigger, I think you can get stronger and not necessarily get bigger. He's oh, not going to yeah. be like I, I, I don't think, I he's gonna tra- that, I don't think yeah. his body's going to transform the way no. like the way Giannis is. But did. he's not. He's not going to get beat up because they're not going to put him in positions to get beat up. Yeah, he's not well, going like, to be. If down. you look well, at you, the dominant well, centers in the league right now, there's only two people he has to worry about. Joel first, Embiid and Jokic. Besides first, that, everybody else is lanky. First of all, too. he won't get beat up because half the NBA wears skirts. But that's another story. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, so he can't. So he can't get beat up. My question is: saying. Don't put you guys on the spot because I don't know who was the first player picked last year. It was um, K Cunningham was second. No, K Cunningham was it? K Cunningham? Was it, was no, it, Cunningham? it was it was that kid from Duke. The one that uh, Martin yeah, Brundle thought was uh, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Banchero, sorry. And Pablo Banchero. Banchero. And the reason why I asked that question is that's because a, that's right. this is a guy the first player picked. I think he will have trouble. I think they got him. I, I think it's going to be two or three. He's not going to be what you saw. Great I mean, what you saw adjustment. over there yeah. is not. Yeah. I, just, I disagree. I disagree. You think I, I think these these guys now, they, they play basketball, live, breathe, Die basketball since the age of eight years old. Like I think these guys are skilled enough to where he's it just athletic means they've and been playing enough. longer. Don't mean they've been playing better. I, I disagree. I think they. Have, well, I don't who, think they know who, how. To, give me no, an example. Saying, Who's I doing agree. it? Like man, this is. I, mean, I, I agree with you that he's he may not be 
like Tim Duncan when it comes to his IQ on basketball. But I'm saying these guys come into the league so skilled in basketball that they get away with a lot of things. I'm not saying they're better basketball players because they don't have the basketball IQ, but they lean on their athleticism because they're freakish athletes compared to the NBA players of the, the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It's a whole yeah, other level. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about now. I'm not going. I'm not trying to compare. No, I'm, I'm not, not trying, trying to compare, compare either. I'm saying right now with the players that are in the league, and it, it, it's all going to play. I will. We'll That's find what I'm out. Saying. Yeah. Where, what he's I mean, gonna, what I'm he's saying a lot of doing. players in the league don't know how to play but, basketball. They just use their athleticism. That's why I think he'll be good enough right right away. Go ahead, baby. I'll finish I, your thought. And one thing, you know, I'm hearing people talk about Chet Holmgren. I think Chet Holmgren is a bad example because the injury he got, did he step on somebody's foot or somebody stepped on his foot? Something like that, yeah. But I yeah, mean, when so you, you get those, uh, you know, those seven foot lanky guys, they they're. I mean, the NBA is riddled with 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 uh, players that have foot injuries, like him and Greg Oden and Yao Ming, Bill Walton. But I mean, they got, they got shorter guys that get foot injuries too. Yeah, but it seems more common with the guys who are like yeah. pushing that. Kevin Durant. Yes, Kevin Durant. I mean, when he started getting those Liz Franks. Yeah, well, but I hope hungry. I hope hungry comes back, comes back Me healthy. I, I mean, I want, I want all the players to be healthy. I mean, I have no mm-hmm. ill will. Uh, I want them take, to get paid. Thanks for the call, baby. Oh, yeah. uh, we have a D on hold now. Go okay. ahead, D. Yeah, to the legs. Hey, Joe. Yes, sir. You can't talk. Don't talk about my. Don't talk about my uh, Boston Celtics and good things you be doing. I said it was good things. I said they did good things. I, I, I just said it was a risk. It's a big risk because of the injuries. We, we don't we don't want you talking about us at all. Go over there. Okay. Like, <laughs> Who's this okay. on the phone? Who's this? This is D. This is D. Hey, hey D, can I ask you a question? Do you yes, think sir, you I'm good? And I think that no one has talked about this as much as I think it is a plays a role in what's going on. No one's talked about the Celtics with the coach. And that is that, that's to me, follow me. You got two guys there, Coach A, Coach B. Uh Coach A situation, we know, don't have to talk about it. He goes. Coach B does a great job. But how awesome was Coach B when Coach A was there? And I think we don't talk about that enough when it comes to to Coach on the line. (laughs) Yeah, I say Coach B was sitting on the second row of assistant coaches when Coach A was there. Yes, he was. Now, so, I, I mean, I, he, he was, it's not like he was next in line. No, 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 he wasn't next in line. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying, three, four other but I'm coaches saying in front you of had him. that, you had that info. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coach A knew how to push the button. He was doing something. Mm-hmm. And when that leaves, I think that they don't talk about it enough. That's he was point. about to get over that hump. Oh, absolutely. He, he knew. Was. I know Joe like nobody else, and I leave. Matt can be here. He knows Joe, but not like I did. Mm-hmm. I got to leave. It makes a difference. And no one's talking about it. I say that because everybody wants to talk about Pat Riley, great coach. Everybody wants to talk about, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. you know, all Probably. the ones who were great coaches Steve or Pat, Kerr. whatever, Steve, whoever. Yeah. But yet here they don't talk about it. So now one minute coaching isn't important, and the other minute, oh, it's the reason why they won the, they won the, the games. But I'm just saying no one mentioned that. Go ahead, D. Hey, Joe. Joe, tell Alvin I've been consistent on this coach from the yeah. day that he started. He had he, he's not he's not defensive minded like like Coach A. Yeah. See, Coach A, like you say, knew how to push those buttons, knew how to bring out that defensive talent. Uh-huh. They, he knew how to bring out that tenacity, that one of that fight. Joe Mazzula likes three points. He, right? and, and, and the thing the is, he didn't he didn't he didn't he didn't blink. Now all of a sudden, I'm the head coach. I'm like. Yeah. 
Oh, man, I've been playing around with Joe and Matt. <laughs> oh, no, so I got to be right. their boss. They look at me like, yeah, right, Alvin. I'm right. just saying, man, yeah. people I'll don't a, see that. But I think, I think Joe Missoula, I think he will get better. I'm just saying, right, you're right. You're right. Right. Oh, he definitely got, there was, there were many games that he got outcoached, especially the Eastern Conference Finals by Eric Spolster. There's no question about that. But I think Joe Missoula will get better. That's the, that's the feeling that I had, and that's what I told. That's what I said when we was going into that Miami series. There's no way we mm-hmm. should have been down three nothing. We should no. have swept Miami. Absolutely, oh, at least five games. Let me finish what I'm saying. I, 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 let me finish what I'm saying. If you look at how Denver, when they put their big man squad in and kept their big man squad in, they dominated the game. You might miss a couple of you might miss a couple of three pointers, but mm-hmm. if you're going to beat Miami, it's not from the three point line. You have to beat Miami in, under the boards. You have to drive the boards. You got to get them in foul trouble. Miami is a three point shooting team. Mm-hmm. Look at all of the guys that they got that shoot three pointers. All of them are better than the guys that shoot three pointers for Boston. So well, at least that series. And then you're giving up five. D, if you want to feel better, D, if you want to feel better, D. Everybody in the East did the exact same thing that the Boston Celtics did against the Miami Heat. They didn't go big like they should have because Eric Spoelstra was a great coach, and he threw that zone out there, and the big men on the yep. East didn't know how to handle it. And right. they faced Jokic okay, in the finals, and Jokic said, go. I'm going to eat this zone up, and that's exactly what they did. You saw Christian Braun cutting through the zone because they knew Jokic hey, was getting the ball, and he was going to eat up that zone. That's exactly what happened. What, what me and Alvin was talking about with coaching, this this is the particular moment that we're talking about. When when we had yeah. the coach that we did last year, that zone played no effect. He broke that zone down. This year, the zone played an effect because you did not have a defensive-minded coach who knew how to break it down. It only makes sense. That's what I've been saying from, from day one. When he got into office and became the uh, head coach, when he started making them shoot three-pointers every time they came down, I knew it was over. You have to understand how to beat them under the boards. Miami is not the team that you're going to beat at the three-point line because they can protect the three-point line good because they shoot three-point You see what I'm saying? If you have somebody who can body, and and that's Jason Tatum's game. He's not a three-point shooter. He should be trying to drive. He should but be posting up more. Acting like him. Yeah, he, uh, he's out there acting like him and trying to shoot a three-point. <laughs> <laughs> You know what Slam on light skinned. Hey, don't, don't do us like that. Don't do us like that. D, D. D in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Boston D in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat in every offensive statistical category except three point percentage field goal. That's the only one that Miami was better. Yeah. Except three points because we do yep, not. That's the only one. When, when you when you're relying and you're bringing the ball down. That game that Marcus Smart came down and he had like 11 to almost 15 assists in the first half. Mm-hmm. The second, the first, the very first damn shot on the second half of the game, you give it to Marcus Smart. Yeah. <laughs> right, we, we're giving Boston too much. We're giving Boston, Boston too much airtime, D. Yeah, coming coming up, uh, nothing but 10 minutes talking yeah. about the Lakers. That's funny. I'm just yeah, kidding. Exactly. Do, you right. have a, do you have a great night, sir? Always good hearing from you. Hey, hey, you guys have you a too. cool. And Alvin is always great to hear from you. All right, bro, thank you. I, have a, uh, I, I, I love his passion yeah, for the Celtics. Really, I, love I mean, he is the Celtics. Singer. Since he brought it up, I have a question for you guys. Do you think the Miami Heat uh, season was a fluke going to the NBA Finals? Absolutely. And do you think that? Uh, do you think that it's turning more into uh, baseball and hockey, where if you have some hot pitchers or if you have a, a hot goalie, you can make a run because NBA is all about three point shooting. 
So if your team's a hot three-point shooter well, like the Miami Heat, terrible in the regular season, they get hot in the playoffs and they make a run to the NBA Finals. Do you think we're going to see that more often in the NBA where eight, six, seven seeds are making it because they just get on a hot streak of shooting? Well, I mean, it could happen, but I mean, like the Heat were the only team that made it far as a low seed in the playoffs. So said, the Lakers, you said Lakers, yeah, the Lakers, the Lakers yeah, but that, absolutely that was did too. Yeah, they did. That's true. Or, or is it the way that it's set up that you're not really given an incentive in the regular to go out and win every game? Yeah. There's that. Too. I mean, I'm, I'm like, just, if I'm, I'm an eight saying, nine seed, I can still make the playoffs because <laughs> yeah. it wasn't just them getting hot. You get hot. You going to roll? I know with baseball they 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 do the two pitchers, the but goalie. But to me, with basketball, hockey. it's like maybe you got hot yeah. in that series, but to keep but it doing it, doing it, it gets a championship. Exactly, it's more than just getting hot. Yes, right? you you could have been doing yes. more in the regular season, but why? And, and here's what something but right, and it takes a lot you know of luck. Yeah, they they went against the, the Bucks that were compromised. Here's here's yeah. one thing. Him, right. Here's one thing that no sports fan will ever admit when their team is successful. But I have no problem saying it, and I'm. Talking to you, Chiefs fans. Oh yeah, the Heat, like Joe just said it. The Heat got lucky with uh, Giannis in the first round. He got hurt in the first game, was out in the second game, out in the third game. I mean, still, I think Milwaukee still should have beaten the they Heat with the team that they had without Giannis. But you have to admit that was a huge break. The perfect time. The perfect, the perfect time. time. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the Knicks, and the Knicks really haven't had any success in decades. And Miami has always kind of owned them, so Miami goes right through them. You get to the Eastern. Yeah. Conference Finals, and it's been the, the the Celtics and the Heat have had this gaudy Ward thing going on in the playoffs for the past what five years? Mm-hmm. It seems like, yep, something like that. Yeah, something like, like that. Years. It's either the Celtics or the Heat going to the Eastern going to the uh, well, NBA actually, Finals. It's a little deeper than that. If you go back to the big three with the LeBron oh, and D Wade, it's, yes. like it's been a decade. Yes, <laughs> it's been a, it's while. Been a long it's time. Been a long time. <laughs> and then before we take uh, the top of the hour break, I got another one for you guys. The uh, I don't know if you guys saw about the Bills safety Jordan uh, Poirier. He had a charity uh, golfing tournament coming up, a golf event, and his charity supports people with mental health and substance abuse issues. Okay. Uh, he had to cancel his charity event because teams and sponsors were dropping out once they found out the location of his event. His location was in Doral, Florida. Uh, it is a Trump golf course. So a whole oh, bunch of people decided to drop that's out. Terrible. So now his charity is not going to be making that money all because he had it at a Trump golf course. That's, that's well, awful. Let, 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 let me first say this. He knew. Right. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 right. let's stop. He had to get a he, discount he, or something. He, 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 knew. He, knew. he knew. He knew. If I'm going to do something, and I'm, I love you guys, but if something's going on, a little controversy, and I'm trying to do something for my nonprofit to raise money for kids, I'm going to avoid A and B You're right. right now. You're right. So he knew. That's a great So don't whine me, don't That's cry a me a river now. That's a great point. And, and unfortunately, they point. place, oh, come here, we'll give you a discount. You're trying to make it to whereas they want to bring people to the fold. Let the everyday person go there and play golf if you want to. But when it comes uh, to that, you knew. You know they were trying to use you, him a little bit you for knew. some hope, some pump. You knew. Like, see, look, Jordan Poirier likes Trump. And, 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 un- <laughs> and unfortunately, unfortunately, him and his, his camp, not to show up his tool in the shed. Well, you should know. And here's another he thing, should, too. He should know. Just because the event was canceled, I'm sure his organization organization, this foundation is they're still going to find money somehow. Well, I'm, I'm just saying they're still intact, right? Yes. They're, they still exist. Yes. You can always still make a donation. 
You don't have yeah, to have the golf have tournament. There. You don't have to be there. You can still make the donation. Whatever well, whatever well, donation you were going to make at that golf tournament, I'm sure they will still take the money. He'll he'll, he'll make he'll make that money because people are gonna say that's unfortunate, and I and I get it. When the flip side is like, dude, you knew, you knew. <laughs> don't don't. If not, I knew because you could have been. Who does he play for? Who does he play for? The Bills. The Bills. He played for the Bills. You all went down there in Florida with your golf. You play for Duke on man. Stop. The team that Donald Trump tried to buy. He knew. He tried ah, to, he I didn't put that all together. I didn't know That's about this. <laughs> John Bon Jovi was trying to buy the Bills as well. Yes. I, I, he said this on uh, on Howard Stern when Howard was interviewing John Bon Jovi. He's like, there was a rumor started that John was going to buy the Bills and move them to Toronto. So all the support that he had for buying the Bills completely fell out. Donald Trump started that rumor because he was in competition to buy the Bills. Yes. And then Bon Jovi ended up buying a arena football team or the something. The Philadelphia Soul, yeah. yeah. <laughs> messed up, ain't it? Very messed uh, up. Arena football, you see Antonio Brown? <laughs> They're kicking his team out the league. Yeah, he's, he's not fool. paying anybody. He's a fool. He's <sighs> and suiting up to play. <laughs> he's a fool. Why they even let him? I he's mean, a fool. He needs to get some yeah. help. Have you seen? Who needs it worse, him or Kanye? Ooh. Antonio. I think about. he does too. Here, honestly, he's not really been the same since that Vontez Burton mm-hmm. Because, and I say that because Antonio, and I don't know anything, it's just me as I see things and hear things, Antonio appears to be a threat. Oh, yeah. Yes. A threat. Yeah, I know what you're I'm saying. saying. Right. Yeah. Kanye just does odd yeah. things. Antonio <laughs> seemed to be a threat. Speaking of uh, Antonio Brown, did you see he was on the Tyreek Hill podcast? The last person he should probably do a podcast with is Tyreek Hill. You're probably right. <laughs> he talked there about, we go. and he talked there, about, uh, go again. he talked about why he, uh, took his shirt off and left the field with the uh, Tampa Bay. He said that he was hurt and they were, he was like, I need, he texted the coach and Bruce Aarons and he was saying, I need the last two, three games off because I want to be completely healthy if we want to make a Super Bowl run. And Bruce Aarons said, well, no, we need you to play. Tom Brady wants everybody to play so we can be in full form. And Tom Brady called him and convinced him. He was like, hey, I'm going to throw you the ball about 10, 12 times. We're going to get you going. We're going to give you all of these targets if you play. Antonio Brown says, okay, I'll play. Then he goes out there and he's not getting any targets. And those targets weren't coming because something was tied to his bonus. Mm-hmm. And he felt like he was getting shut down well, once they okay. found that yeah, out. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, just throwing it out there. Then, <laughs> just throwing it out there. I'm Antonio the, Brown's got a little bit of a credibility. And then, th- and then he goes, and then he talks about his time with the uh, the Raiders. And he goes to uh, Mark Davis, the owner, and he goes, you know, this is not, I love it being everything about the Raiders. I love being here, but it's not a championship culture. And it's not an environment I want to be in. And to be honest, I already have $30 million, so I don't care about your 30. <laughs> and then quit on the Raiders. Yeah, but I bet you he wishes he had the $30 million now. <laughs> He's so, it's something wrong with him, seriously. It's He's terrible. nuts. Who, nuts. Who, who just throws away $30 million? Someone who's been hitting the head too many times. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. I always love with these Man. statements. We always, I always love looking over at Alvin. Alvin the, the, look, the look at Alvin's face. <laughs> because those are the guys that get the attention. Yes. And, and it doesn't take yeah. a genius to know something's wrong. Yes. And they keep giving wrong. up. Putting, keep I mean, you have a kid thing. on a playground. The teacher goes, hey, leave Billy alone. You know, Billy just don't have it like you guys do. But instead, we keep putting him up there and inviting him on the shows. Talk with Man, stop it. They're trying to get clicks. Just You're stop right. it. it, it yeah. Just stop it. Let that guy get on the short bus and figure things out. Kind of like Dennis Wait. Rodman, too. Did you hear that one? Maybe we'll uh, tease that and come back to it at the top of the hour. Sounds good. Oh, boy. We will take a quick commercial break on the Charlie Tuna Show on 590 The Fan and 590 thefancom 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.